You're listening to the Stop the Mind Screw podcast. I'm your host, Kathy Owen, certified fitness trainer and mindset coach since 2002, teaching others how to transform their lives in magic fashion using Stop the Mind Screw process. Today, in episode number two, we're going to talk about reality transurfing, how to surf your way to success using the principles in reality transurfing. So, what is reality transurfing? It is a book by Russian quantum physicist Vadim Zeeland. It is one of the best books I have ever read. So when I talk about reality transurfing, I'm going to just open the book up to a page and discuss what is there and kind of go over the topic, maybe bring up some ideas and concepts that bring it down to an understanding. And I already opened it up to page 107. The title is Love to Have, Love to Hate. I already skimmed through this, and what it's really, really talking about is importance. And importance is something that we talk about in Stop the Mind Screw because when you make something super important, you create what is called excess potential. And we're going to read some of the book and kind of go over what all that means. He starts off this little section and he says, I want never gets. This takes me to the, the movie Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory where the little girl Violet just wants and wants and wants and wants. And she's spoiled and she doesn't ever get it. She actually never gets what she wanted. And that is excess potential. On an energetic level, a person obsessed with desire is like a wild boar trying to catch a bluebird. The boar wants the bird badly, licking its lips, snorting loudly, and rooting the ground in anticipation. Naturally, the bird flies away. If, on the other hand, the boar had simply wandered around somewhere nearby, as if indifferent, it would have had a good chance of grabbing the bird by the tail. There are three types of desire. The first is when a strong desire transforms into the determined intention to have something and do whatever is required to get it. Then the desire is fulfilled. The potential created by the desire is dispersed because the energy behind it is fueled into action. So the first type of desire, do you understand what he's saying here? How you diminish the excess potential by taking action, by having a determined intention and taking action towards what you want. The second type of desire is inactive and tormenting and represents excess potential in its purest form. It lingers in the energy field. In a best case scenario, it wastes the energy of the suffering carrier. And in a worst case scenario, attracts all kinds of unrelated problems. 
The third kind of desire is the most insidious. This type of desire becomes dependent on the object of the desire. Attaching great significance to the desired object automatically creates a dependent relationship and strong excess potential, which in turn calls into effect equally powerful balanced forces. Usually the person's thoughts run along the lines of, if I achieve this, my situation will improve dramatically. If I don't achieve this, my life will lose all meaning. If I do this, I'll prove to myself and everybody else what I'm worth. If I don't do this, I'm worth nothing. If I got this, it would be great. It will be terrible if I don't get this, and so on. Once you become dependent on the subject of your desire, you are drawn into such a violent whirlpool that you will eventually exhaust yourself in the struggle. Eventually, when you realize that your efforts have led to nothing, you will let go of the desire. Balanced forces will have restored equilibrium, remaining completely indifferent to your suffering. And all because of a strong attachment to the fulfillment of a desire. This is what happens when a desire is placed on one dish of the scales and absolutely everything else is piled on them. Only the first type of desire can be fulfilled because desire is transformed into pure intention, free of excess potential. It is a common view that there is no such thing as a free lunch and everything has to be paid for. In truth, we pay only for the excess potential we create. So he goes on to say, we will later return to the subject of intention. And yes, we will too in this podcast. But he says, for now, we will simply note that pure intention is desire and action without the attribution of importance. For example, going to the shop to buy a newspaper is pure intention because it is in no way inhibited. He also talks about a new car and that being obsessed with it. You blow the dust off it, cherish it, fear it may get scratched, and generally worship it. The huge value you place on your car creates excess potential because in the reality of the information field, its true meaning is close to nil. Balanced forces will soon find a clumsy driver to cripple your car, or you may bump it somewhere by being overly cautious. All you have to do is level out your attitude towards it. Treat it as the relatively ordinary object that it is, And the chances of it being damaged will be sharply reduced. Treating your car as something ordinary does not mean carelessly. You could take perfectly good care of a car without idolizing it. So this takes me back to when I very first heard about reality transurfing. And that was through Aaron Dowdy's channel on YouTube. And he was talking about reality transurfing and putting things up on a pedestal and idolizing it. And I already understood this because when I had read the book, A New Earth, I had let go of a lot of attachments, a lot of expectations that were going on in my world. And when I did that, it opened up doors to new things. It was amazing when you let go of how you think things are supposed to be. So what Vadim is talking about when he's in this book talking about excess potential, that's what happens when you have 
expectations or you expect something to be just the way you think it's supposed to be. Like your car, you don't want anything to happen to it, you obsess about it, and inevitably something happens to it. You're not careless about how you take care of it, you just don't put it on a pedestal. How many times do you put things on a pedestal and you see excess potential come in and then demolish all of your dreams and think, ah, why did that happen? But what Vadim is talking about here is he talks about how you have an intention and it's a pure intention. And he does talk a lot about intention. And I love his talk about outer intention. And as he said in the book here, we're only at a page 108 and this book is almost four. 500 pages long, 600 pages long. But imagine this. Outer intention is like putting your heart in charge, putting infinite intelligence in charge of your intentions. So you let go of your actual intention. You don't put it on a pedestal. You don't expect it to go this way, that way. It has to do this. It has to do that. No, you let it go. You sit back and you relax and you let things fall into place. And it's amazing when this happens because you've let go of excess potential to come in and demolish everything. It's like that little boar trying to catch the bird. He's like digging around. Well, of course the bird's going to fly away. This happens a lot in dating. And Aaron Dowdy talks about this even to this day. He, he I don't really watch him, but he does uh, talk about relationships and excess potential and putting things on a pedestal and really how to get a relationship, which means you sit back and you you have more confidence. You come across more confident when you don't go chasing what you're trying to catch. Because when you exude confidence, which is that intention he's talking about, it just comes back back to you. But you have to let go of expectations or what you're thinking and there are otherwise balancing forces will come in and and the bird will fly away. So what I do with Reality Transurfing, the book, like I said, it's like 700 pages long and I open it up just sporadically and just see what is there. So I have it on my Kindle and I also have the hard copy book. When I do a reality transurfing podcast episode, I'm going to open the book up and just do like I do when I'm going through something. I open the book up and all of a sudden my answer is right there in front of me. And that's what I did today. I opened the book up to 107. And I came to this part of the book where it's talking about this little example. And that is how I'm going to discuss reality transurfing and talk about different topics, different things that go along with that. And here we go back to square one. What does this have to do with what I'm learning from Kathy? It is mindset, 125% mindset. And when you realize this, everything changes because your mind is the most powerful tool you have. And if you can just take a little mindset shift, 
when you're going through a struggle or you're trying to get out of something, it, it, it will change everything. So go back to where he was talking about the third kind of desires, the most insidious. Remember how he said, you're going to turn everything into, if I don't achieve this, my life will lose all meaning. Everything, it, it's my worth. I'm struggling. And then eventually your efforts will lead nothing to, and will, will lead to nothing. And then you're forced to let go of the desire. So he says, this is what happens when a desire is placed on one dish of the scales and absolutely everything else is piled on the other. It's funny because we become so attached to how we want things to be. And we need to let go of those attachments. We need to trust the process. We need to understand that it's not about putting all of our eggs in one basket or having everything all or nothing. Let go, know what you want, but let go of how you think it's going to work out. You know, I'm old enough to look back on my life and see where, uh, how I wanted things to go. But if it had gone the way I wanted it to go, it would have been totally different than I had expected. That's why I can understand this and relate this so well to so many different things. And I didn't even realize I had done this in the past. When I read the book, A New Earth, and I let go of resistance. And resistance is what I'm going to talk about in episode number four, or just after this episode. Because next week... We're going to talk about how to have the slight edge. What do I mean by that? Let me give you a little hint and a little stuff to go off of or something to chew on until we talk next week. The Slight Edge by Jeff Olson. It is how I teach my clients how to have habits. And you are going to learn how to have the slight edge over the competition, which is only you. There's some food for thought. All right, that's my episode for today. I hope you liked it. And until next time, I'll see you next time. Peace out and namaste.